0: Know your greatness. Occasionally, the Gemara throws at us a piece that is so absurd that we know for sure there's something extremely deep. There's, something, there's some matmon, there's a hidden treasure under the surface that we have to try and understand. And we have an example of this at the beginning of our Daf, where Rabbi Elazo tells us that Adam Arishon was so tall that his length was from earth to the sky. Uh, and the Gemara brings a posse from, from Dvorim to prove that. And after he committed his avera, put his hand on him and diminished his size and brings a, a verse from Tehillim to prove it. Rav Yehuda says in the name of Rav, a slightly different description. He was as long as from one end of the universe to the other. And he brings the same psukim. He asks the Gemara, if that's the case, how do you interpret the psukim? They're referring to two different lengths, two different measurements. No, says the Gemara, they're actually both referring to the same length, the same stature. And we'll see in a little while what that stature is. It seems from Rashi, who says, When he laid down, his head would be on the easternmost easternmost side of the universe and his legs on the west. Rashi seems to take it very, very literally. Tosafot also seems to be taking this very literally. And yet we have a Ramay in Sanhedrin where, he's, where he says, in a similar piece of Gemara, because there's a parallel sukya there, milta this, thing, this idea is so strange to us, it's so amazing, it doesn't make any sense. And then after bringing certain proofs as to why it doesn't make any sense, he says, Miyu Hani Mili kudu lashon havaininu. This is all words, words that don't mean what they say at all. Um, as as we, we see in the in the Posse, great fortified cities in the heaven, gvohim, uh, that they're extremely high. It doesn't mean they're up in the in the sky. And that's how we understand this, that this is just to give us a metaphor, an idea, an inkling of the size and of, of Adam Arishon, but it's not to say that he was actually that, that size. Um, and the Rama, of course, seems to be right. How could one possibly think that this is literal? Um, wh- and, and in any event, why give such a fantastical measurement? Even if you are just giving a measurement, as the Rama says. And by the way, the, the Rama. When we speak about the Rama, we mean this: the, the Rama, who was um, a, a Russian, Spanish, Russian, end of the 13th century, um, and, and wrote works. Some of it, some of them, we only really. Became familiar with later on. Um, he was a colleague of the son of the Rimi Gash. The Rimi Gash was the Rebbe of of the Rambam's father. So this is a, a, an important period in Spain, and and the Rama took the Rambam to task on some philosophic issues, on some issues around his view of Olam Haba, and so on. There was quite an interesting uh, controversy that that emerged from that. But all the time, the Rama held the Rambam in very great uh, in very great esteem. So when we say the Ramah, that's who we're speaking about. When we say the Ramah, we mean the uh, Ramah of Moshe who expanded Rabbi Yosef Kaira to include uh, the Dinim and Halachot and Min Hakim of the Ashkenazim. Uh, so that's the Ramah and the Ramah. In this case, we're talking about the Ramah. He's the one who says, this isn't literal at all. But even if it's not literal, why give such a fantastical measurement? What are we meant to understand from this? And what's important to appreciate is that there's really no contradiction between the Ramah and, and Rashi and Tosfos. Uh, it, the Rashi and Tosfos are treating it as a physical measurement. The Ramah is saying it can't be physical. Uh, we can understand it more clearly by using a principle of the Telzerov, uh, the Shire Das, where the Telzerov says that sometimes just as, as people have a Body and a soul, and things have a body and a, and a soul to them. So, ideas also have a form and they have an essence. And sometimes the essence of an idea takes on a number of different forms. And he gives the example of the idea of, of greatness. So, in English, we talk about large, big, and we talk about great. When we mean great, we're usually talking about a qualitative uh, greatness. When we talk about something that is big or large, we talk about a quantitative one. But in Hebrew, we use the same word. And when we say something is gadol, it means its dimensions are large. When we say someone is is gadol, then we mean uh, that somebody whose greatness inspires us in the sense that it's so much bigger than us, bigger than us in size and scale, if it's a physical thing, but in intellect or in character, if it's if it's an, a qualitative element. So when we say so-and-so is a gadol, or we say um, Moshe Rabbeinu was gadol, mode was extremely great. We're not talking about his physical stature, although he was apparently very tall, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about greatness. And the Telzer says there's a similar idea because when something is very big, it inspires you with its scale, with how much bigger than you it is. It's something which is relative. And whether you're inspired by a person's greatness of character or intellect, or you're inspired by the size of something, the scale, the vastness of something, there's a similar idea in that we are inspired by the enormity uh, of of something other than ourselves. So in that sense, when the Gemara is talking about this, it's talking about Adam's stature. He was to, to give us a sense of how much greater than us he was, the Gomorrah uses these physical measurements to give us a sense. And what is that physical dimension that the, that the Gomorrah gives us? Rabbi Eliezer says, from here until the sky. Rabbi Yehuda, in the name of Rav, says, from one end of the universe to the other. What is that? How much is that? And Tosfis says, based on the Gomorrah a little bit further on, that it's Mahalach Taf Shana. It is the distance a person can walk in 500 years. And if you cal- calculate that out at, at walking at about three miles an hour, you come to the size of Adam as being over 13 million miles uh, or over 21 million kilometers. Uh, again, making it so clear that this is not meant to be taken literally. Even when Russian and was taken literally, they're talking about getting a sense of the bigness of the man, just as you would feel if you saw a human being who was 13 million miles large you would realize what the size of this human being is, what the capacity of this human being is. And so it is when you look at, at Adam HaRishon and you think of him at, as that many times greater than you or I, that's who he was. That was the level of the greatness of Adam HaRishon when he was first created. After the sin, he was diminished, but at the first time, he, that's the way he was created. So what is this, um, the, the, this enormity? Why is this so important to us? Because it gives us a sense of the proportion of human potential in each of us. In essence, we are millions and millions of times bigger than we are. We have millions of times more capacity than we experience and that we demonstrate and that we we manifest. And it's important for us to appreciate that. That it's although we don't ever get there, and of course it's it's way beyond us even to contemplate. But it's something like um, there's a new car that just came out to challenge Tesla called the Lucid, and it has 1,100 horsepower, an engine of 1,100 horsepower, battery operated car. And I think to myself, 1,100 horsepower. Who who would use that? What would you use it for? And it's not a question of driving using the full power of the car that you're driving. It's the idea of how much power you have in reserve. And the power that you have in reserve affects the quality of the power you're actually exerting. And that applies in in so in so many areas. It's important when one is teaching something, for example, to know so much more than one is teaching, to be so expert in the area in which one is teaching, that what one teaches is only the tip of the iceberg. What one teaches is only the... Uh, just, just a little, the, the, the real shining point of the whole thing under the surface is the full iceberg. That's where all the body of knowledge is. And you might say, but if I'm not going to use that body of knowledge, why is it important to me? It's important because that affects the quality, the energy and the power of the tip of the iceberg. The tip is only the tip because it has all of that mass under the surface. And when one learns something or gives a talk or a presentation and one only reveals the tip of what one knows and understands, it's all the body of knowledge beneath that that makes that tip sparkle and shine and so important and so powerful. And so it is with us as human beings, even though we're only using one tiny, tiny little proportion of what we're capable of to know the power of our engine. The, the 1,100 horsepower and much more than that that we carry around with us, what we're capable of as human beings, never ever should we say, I'm only human. There's no such thing as only human. Next to Hashem, there's only very little between us and Hashem, so to say. After Hashem, there's nothing as great as, as a human being. So we can never say we're only human. We are as great as Adam is described. That is what we were created to be. And after the hate, we weren't able to be that anymore. But still, we know that we carry within us that enormity of human potential. It's important that we know what we're capable of. It's important that we know the greatness and the potential of the people around us. And the people we encounter on a day-to-day level, an ordinary person in the street, see them not as they are, but see them as who they could and should be and appreciate them for who they could and should be and realize that the proportion of their potential greatness is bigger than anything we can understand or appreciate. Challenge yourself to grow to the fullness of your potential. Don't sell yourself short, but always strive, stretch, and use as much of your capacity as you can to reach heights, to reach depths, to reach breadths of understanding that you didn't even know you were capable of, that you will find come to you quite naturally when you just give yourself the opportunity and stretch yourself into that place of being.